All right, mate. All right, mate. You good? Yeah, I'm okay. How are you? I'm doing splendidly as usual, good. as always. Good. <laughs> Been a bit weird, isn't it? Well, it depends what you constitute as weird, I suppose. Well, well, it's gone to part in it. Yeah, I mean, it's all. Um, there's some interesting things happening and manifesting themselves in different ways, of course. Yeah, and uh, everything's gone a bit mad. Do you want to know the maddest think- thing? Go on. I've been doing a puzzle. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> what puzzle you would do? <laughs> it was kind of lame, I suppose, but um, I bought a Stranger Things puzzle. How many pieces? This is the real question. A thousand. Oh, are you serious about it? <laughs> yeah, I went straight in. <laughs> um, and I would say... It's two days it's taken me to do about, I'd say about an eighth of it. <laughs> How do you even segregate a puzzle? Well, this way? is the thing, and this is the thing that got me thinking. The, the big question is, how does one go about tackling a puzzle um, when one doesn't have much experience with puzzles? Um, <laughs> because... Like I would oh say about a quarter of said puzzle is black. Right. So all the pieces look exactly the same. Brilliant. Perfect. So it's really difficult. <laughs> so I've kind of done the easy bit, which is all their faces and such. Um, and now I've just got lots of different pieces of the puzzle rearranged in by kind of by color and pattern. Um mm. And I'm not really sure where to go from there. So I just keep looking at it from like a bird's eye view just to see if I'm inspired by anything. Um, <laughs> but the, the, the reason for it was because I thought, you know, I need to, to give myself something to do um, during this this ever-increasingly... Period. Yeah, uh, bizarre period. So I thought, well, everyone kept talking about doing puzzles. So I was like, eh, okay, I'll give that a go. Um Instantly turned into a granddad. Black cat. Well, the problem Pre-check is it. I've got nowhere to put it. So it's currently on a piece of cardboard on the floor of my hallway because I haven't got a table <laughs> that I can, like, free just for jigsawing. You, you just need for puzzling. Puzzle table. I need a puzzle Well, that's so then you go down the rabbit hole, don't you? Because you're like, well, I mean, fucking, I need to buy a, I need to buy a, a puzzle table now. Um, that table needs a lamp. Where- <laughs> I need a good chair where I can tuck underneath <laughs> so I can sort of have, plop it on my lap like a lap tray. You know, do I get a massive lap tray? But then you run the risk of, if you're transporting it, the pieces moving around. So before you know it, the puzzle takes over your life. So pacing table. Then you can pop it up when you're doing a puzzle. And when you finish the puzzle, you put it back down. Well, that's, hang that's, on. What th- is the end goal of a puzzle? Well, you know, that's exactly what I was just about to say because I thought about it and thought, okay, once I've made it, what do I do with it? Because I can't move it. I don't. You're gonna put it in a frame. Well, that's what I mean. I can't <laughs> glue because, it together. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like, well, you could, yeah, that's what I thought instantly. As soon as I started putting it together, I thought, what the fuck am I gonna do when it's finished? Just break it apart. And the thing is, if you ask anyone who does a puzzle, they say, oh, no, the, the enjoyment of doing a puzzle isn't completing the image. It's the journey you take to get there. So they, they just put it back in the box, like, whimsically <laughs> at the end. Like, also, of my life? <laughs> also, once you've done a puzzle once, you're not going to do it again. 
Yeah, why on earth would you do it? Oh, do you know what? I really enjoyed how fucking hard that puzzle was. <laughs> I'm going to dedicate the three days that I know it's going to take me again to do it, to doing it again. Well, because it's not like you could memorise it. Do you know what I mean? Like, once the puzzle pieces go back into the box, it's oh, carnage again. Right, first time round, you get your puzzle out, bang, you've done it in one day. Brilliant, good puzzle. That enjoyed it, put it down, whatever. Six months later, you're all bored. Like, oh, I remember. Got that puzzle. Take us no time, it'll pass an hour. And you sit there for days on end, like, why can't I do it this time? Yeah. What's happened to me? It's that's what I mean. So I'm I'm sort of stuck in this puzzle vortex of <laughs> like I thought it would be a good idea, but like everything it, I, I'm questioning whether it's pointless. Uh, yeah, I'm like questioning the validity of it. <laughs> like um, everything, it's fucking pointless. Yeah, life right now is it's it's a metaphor for my life, just to sort of like kind of interesting at various points. But once you kind of lay out the main parts of it, everything else just looks the same and is boring and difficult and confusing. <laughs> and you're trying to fit shit in. We haven't got to, you know what I mean? It's 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 a puzzle. <sighs> <laughs> Episode 50. 50 cents. 50 cents. 50 cents. 50, 50 whole cents dates. in your pockets. 50 shades of grey. 50. Uh, 50. 50-50. I stumbled across that one, but eventually <laughs> it works. So yeah, yes. it's our 50th episode. No, 50th. Where's, where's the crowd and applause for our 50th episode? We've, we've made it. We got this far. We fought off all adversaries. Here we are. Thank you very much. Yes, yes. There we go. Wonderful. <laughs> so, um... The big question is, do we have anything special planned for the listeners? No, no, oh, we don't. Okay. Um, <clears throat> has a burp. Thanks for listening so, to the 50th episode yeah. of The Pepperment. Yeah, that was it. Ryan's burp. That's puzzles, a little burps. bit about puzzles. Done. <laughs> Out. Now, of course we do. Of right, course so we do. Here's what we're going to do. Yep. We sent out on all the socials mm-hmm. a message. And it yep. said, tell us your your hate list entries, your amusing stories, or just if you just wanted to have a chat with us, do so. Yes. But if you were going to, you had to send us an audio clip. Yes. And I'm hoping, because I'm not sure, I haven't checked the numbers, so I might be building up to a flat face here. I'm hoping people have done that and we have received things. We have. Huzzah! Um, We've had more than... More than I've been able to handle, to be perfectly More than honest four? with you. Well, yeah, we had we've had probably <gasps> about thirty. Holy um, moly! Across various different people and different platforms. Now we may not, because this isn't a five-hour podcast. We're not Joe Rogan. We may <laughs> not be able to get to all of them, but we will attempt to get through as many as we possibly can. So before we kind of get there and whatever, just a massive thank you to everyone who took four minutes out of their day to record a (laughs) uh, story or something. It's a sacrifice and we appreciate it. Yeah. So we're at the halfway point. So I've got a question for you, Lee. Uh, Yeah. Okay. What's, um, 
I should have thought about the question before I said I had a question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we definitely haven't got more professional. Um, no. So my question is this. Now that we're 50 episodes in, um, yeah. can you be bothered to do any more after this? Because this was the halfway point, right? This was the point yeah. where we were saying, we want to go to 100. We're, we're literally at the halfway point of the babblement. So do you want to keep going? I've been thinking about it a lot. Okay. If I'm totally honest with you. Yeah. Yes. I could be bothered because people can be bothered to listen to me talk shit along with you week after week. And it's, it's also this desk was really expensive repaid. and I, yeah, we need but... to use it. Otherwise it was a complete <laughs> waste of money. I mean, money's worth. How else were we going to have a, a rim shot? Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Well, exactly. Uh, I think this point yeah. would be a, a good reason to tell people why we want to get to the hundred. Okay. Wow. Okay. You've caught me off guard there. But what you mean revealing to... what the hundredth episode is going to be? Well, just the title. Well, I'll let you do it because it was your idea, I think. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, the hundredth episode of the yep. Babblement will be named Babblement the Musical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so listeners, if you need a reason to continue on for another 50 episodes, we are making the promise and the pledge here that episode yep. 100 will be Lee and I doing a fully fledged musical. <laughs> we've because already we've made clearly lost our minds. Yeah, yes. we are going to do it. Yeah, we are. This is not that, though. No, this is you. This, this is, is about people that listen to us. Celebrating them, yep. their stories, their world. What also you kind of have what's the word i'm looking for you've sort of run your own risk because if your story's shit we might <laughs> rip the piss out of you for it yeah we never said we were gonna be nice no so you fell for it you sent us your stuff yeah and now you're at our mercy so and i apologize in advance if you <laughs> asked to be anonymous and i've forgotten who was <laughs> we will the, assign everyone fake names Okay, apart from You'll the ones... You'll hear your own voice and know who you are. <laughs> exactly. And also, if you've got friends who listen to the podcast, they'll know who you are as well. Exactly, yeah. Because always, I've always thought name. that. You know people who are like, oh, I've got this embarrassing story about myself, but um, can you keep me anonymous? So, okay, well, one, mm -hmm. people who know you will recognise your voice. Two, if you've told that story to them or they were there, they'll know it's you as well. Yeah, exactly. So what's the fucking The jig point? is up. <laughs> And with that in mind, the mantra of what's the fucking point? Yep. Let's get on to the next section and then you guys will come up later on. Fine. Yeah, come on. We still need to keep a little bit of order in these houses, don't we? All right, let's get on. All right. Don't be angry. Angry. Don't be pissed. Pissed. Just sit there and put it on your head, <laughs> I thought I'd contribute because the last few episodes I've done fuck all. 
Well, it's, it's different when you're not with me, isn't it? Yeah, when you are with me. <laughs> so far. <laughs> Love Creed. <laughs> Said no one ever with any musical sense. <laughs> Sorry if you like Creed, but they are fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> fucking noise. <laughs> anyway, whose go is it? You're going, it? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. So I've got three. Oh, jinx. Okay. Um, actually, I've got four. The first one is jinx. people who say jinx. Come on. <laughs> uh, my uh, first, uh, uh, what is this? My first entry to the hate list this week is email politeness vortex. Okay, go on. So, um, obviously... As a, as a teacher um, or anyone that works in a job that requires lots of emails to be sent, you may have found yourself in a situation where you're not, you stop communicating about the thing that you directly needed to communicate with and you're exchanging yeah. pleasantries, but you get stuck in this kind of pong game of not wanting to ignore the last message. So yeah, you will send like something like happiness and it's always yeah. open ended. Yeah, so like, oh, uh, you know, um hope you're keeping sane and you go right that's going to be it and then you get one back saying yeah, just about hope you are too and you think okay, yeah, I'm keeping sane just about I suppose yeah, everyone's in the same boat really, aren't they? And then you get one back and then a conversation yeah, starts you're like, you're like, oh, 25 no. years later you're stuck in this fucking vortex of email politeness <laughs> just replying that if anyone looked at the thread be like what are these banal <laughs> literally talking about, talking about nothing <laughs> n- n- neither of you are asking a question you're literally just exchanging pleasantries um so that would be my first one um my second one is TV slash film characters not answering questions. Now, I did another rewatch of Stranger Things um, right. to prep me for my puzzle. And um, I realized that every time one of the characters asks Eleven a question, she doesn't answer it. She just mugs them off. She just stares or looks at them. And then you start, I started to realise like three or four different things that I've watched on TV where there, someone, a character's asked a direct question and they just look off into the distance. Like, sorry, sorry. What, no one Can you it. answer? Because I didn't, <laughs> I didn't catch that. It's like, why is no one answering each other? And then the other one is uh, actually TV and film related. <laughs> why is nobody bothered by dust in a film? like they pick up a box that's fucking covered in 400 years worth of dust and they go and then yeah, that's it, doesn't it. Matter. honestly i get one bit of dust in the air i'll sneeze my bollocks off for about 10 minutes uh, what is it are all television and film characters impervious to dust not one of them will sneeze. Not one of them will fucking sneeze. It's just, it's setting up a Where's false Where's the inclusion pretense. for the sneezers? Yeah. I've, <laughs> if the pollen count goes up by half a percent, I know because I can't physically open my eyes anymore. <laughs> These kind of lockdown masks, I've, I love them. I can wear them when I hoover now, so I don't sneeze every time I fucking hoover something. <laughs> It's setting oh, up a dude. false reality for its viewers. That's what pisses me off. It's a lion. 
Liar. Anyway, what are your three? Well, one of mine is uh, film related as well, and it's Disney's obsession with live action remakes. D- yeah, just stop. And the reason it's come up is because we've been watching all the old classic cartoon versions of everything. We literally started at the beginning of Disney lockdown. Children have seven year old. I was going to give yeah some context. Yeah, yeah, not just me. No, I'm not just going right Disney night. You could do if you wanted to watch Disney. Yeah, if you want to, that's that. perfectly fine. Yeah. But no. No, no, anyway, I. so we started at the beginning. So we're doing every single one. Doesn't matter what it is. We've, we've done Little Mermaid. We've seen Beauty. We've done all of them, all, all since the beginning. And we've got up to the era now of like Robin Hood, Sword in the Stone, Pinocchio. Oh, Robin Hood's all, my favourite, man. Yeah, Robin Hood's fucking fan. Anyway, this is not the love list. No. This is the hate list. Oh, okay. So we got two 101 Dalmatians. Yeah. Aladdin. Okay. And what was the other one? Uh, the original Jungle Book. Great. All of them still absolutely fantastic. Of course they are. Classics. Like, there are moments where the time shows through. Yeah. With you, Birds in Dumbo. Of course. With that aside, they're still perfect. You, you could literally just chop those scenes out that mm. do not fit with today's world. Of course. And no one would care. It no. wouldn't, wouldn't be lost at all. Because the rest of it is so good. Like, Robin Hood, no such moments like that. Just an excellent film. Hang on, what's the, how is this about... You're just... Do you work for Disney now? No, I don't work for Disney. I'm just saying I like the original Fuck one. Me, and I hate yeah, the fact right. that they've remade them all. Oh, it was that simple. Then you, have to look with, you have to look with Glenn Close in bloody 101 Dimensions, like, with a mad hair and crazy grid every five seconds. Yeah. I don't need that in my life. But to be fair, though, I think the newer ones, I mean, look, I haven't watched any of them, but from what I've heard and what I've seen, the newer ones are worse than Glenn Close's 101 Dalmatians. Ugh, I don't well. know if that was the full title, but I think... Um, <laughs> Glenn Close's 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> it's, uh, she was going really method for the role, but no, I think the new <laughs> ones, you're right. I mean, but it's, it's just fucking trash. It's like, come up with a new idea. Exactly. Repeated kebab menu delivery. <laughs> So, go to my front door, think, oh, I've got some post. No, You've it's not got post. It's a, kebab, it's a kebab menu, yeah. Oh, cool, okay, local kebab guys, cool. Put it in the bin, don't need it, don't, don't eat it. Next day, oh, I've got some post. No, I haven't. It's the same kebab menu that's presumably got out of the bin and posted itself again, because why the fuck would this man, who has been here yesterday, give me another one? Unless now, kebab shops are combating the binning with just over substance like they're just over supplying menus until you just break and just keep them all and you're surrounded by one particular kebab shop's menus <laughs> like you're sitting on a throne with all of your little minions at your feet but they're just menus and you can just have everyone open at a different pe- oh this today i'm gonna look at the burgers what do they want from us well why yeah i mean i i get what you're saying we don't i don't kind of get many rounds where i am um but i get it with kind of like town sort of local um like crier kind of thing oh the town crier yeah the, that, that kind that of bullshit thing. advertisement yeah book. basically yeah it's a bit it's like a book of adverts it's yeah. like all the worst bits of every other magazine in one magazine so cool yeah essentially yeah the speed that bagged salad turns <laughs> orange <laughs> You know what, man? You're so fucking right. It's appalling, isn't it? 
I go into a shop, I pick the freshest, greenest, luscious bag of salad. I think this one looks fucking amazing. I have this one. Yeah. I open it, I have one sandwich. Wrap it up nice and tight, put it in a bag, fucking cling film it, put it in the fridge. Overnight, it has turned into a festering orange cesspool of sludge. It's like, what is the what is it made of? Why is it decomposing when it comes into contact with air? What's happened? It's fucking ridiculous, man. It is ridiculous. I mean, like I one use salad. <laughs> one use salad. Yeah, but I mean, I guess the counter argument would be: Why are you buying a bag of salad? Why not buy all the accoutrement and make your own salad? I mean, I'm, oh yes, I'm a hypocrite because I also buy bags of salad which do also go off. But I mean, it's I think also because most of the time when I'm normally at work, I don't eat lunch at home obviously because i'm at work so i either prep it the night before i get something at work um but because i'm in all of the time now <laughs> i use it's almost like you you build a kind of relationship with the food in your fridge and it's like i'm being dictated <laughs> to as to what i can eat by the expiry dates on all the food and you know because we get i'm getting in yeah. um like as the deliveries it's like everything goes off on the same day. Yeah, so it's I've like, what are we eating today? <laughs> Nothing. <But> tomorrow, <laughs> we're having sausage, chicken, <laughs> yeah. bacon, yeah. mints. It's like, fucking hell. All right, I've got six pizzas. Yeah. You have to have all of them today <laughs> because they all go off tomorrow. So you're like, I really want to eat this thing, but I can't because this thing goes off today. And then you, you cook Does it. Does it say best before or is it used by? Well, I mean, you just get, you just end up kind of like hate eating all of this food. Because like, I didn't even fucking want this, but it's making me do it. I refuse to throw it in the bin. Yeah, of course. Money you've thrown away. It's ridiculous. Uh. Right, right. That, that is enough of us. Yes. You've had 50 episodes of us talking shit. It's yep. your turn listeners yep your voices so i reckon hit the chat roulette button yeah, that's probably a different thing <laughs> hit that <laughs> and let's see who we listen to okay here we go first up is hello so i actually have two hate list entries um if i may my first hate list entry no you may not <laughs> Yeah, fuck off. Come on. Listeners, I promise we we're not gonna do this all the way through. I promise. <laughs> we're just excited. We're giddy. It's exciting. We're professionals. Here we go. We're right. professionals. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> has to be clothing tags. Um specifically trying to remove a tag from a piece of clothing that you have just bought. I don't know really how in twenty twenty we've reached a point where no one has invented a way for you to remove a tag without it absolutely shredding your hands to bits <laughs> along the way. Um and most of the time you have to give up and grab a pair of scissors to remove it anyway. Uh, so they're super annoying. I really, really hate hang them. On, hang and on. Are we I, I must interject. Yeah, Are we fine. talking about the ones that have the little plastic like string with the little T bars at each end? I mean, I, because I, yeah, I think so. I don't mean to sound like a dick, but you need scissors for that. Uh, uh, sorry, are you joking? Lily's absolutely right. They are sometimes they are absolutely fucking impossible to get out. 
are they? Where are you buying your clothes from? Are they made out of like barbed wire or something? Honestly, I think that the stuff that those tags are made at, made out of should be used in the military. <laughs> I'm clearly buying cheap because I have no. It basically falls apart in my hand anyway. Well, so. no, I'm with I'm Lily. I'm a hundred percent with you, man. I think you're absolutely right. <laughs> let's see what she. Let's see what else she has to say. My second hate list entry. Uh, is luckily something that actually isn't really around anymore. But the other day I was driving and I saw them. Um, it's the fake eyelashes that you can buy to put on your eyes. <laughs> I'm not really sure what would possess someone to actually want to put a pair of fake eyelashes onto their car. No, um, me neither. They look no. Awful. Yep. I don't think I've ever seen a pair as well that actually look good. Most of the time, there's like two lashes left on one, or like they're droopy, or like they're falling off. They just look <laughs> like it's had a stroke. Awful. So, um, if you are still putting eyelashes on your car headlights, please have a serious, serious rethink of your life. <laughs> I hundred percent agree, Lily. I one hundred percent agree with you. Um, you always used to see them on a very particular kind of car and normally on the back of that car it would say powered by fairy dust <laughs> yes every um, no time. no it's not it's powered by either diesel or petrol <laughs> susan Fucking oh, susan <laughs> <laughs> karen oh i can't say that anymore no, let's move on quick next bit. <laughs> Hello, guys. Um, hey, Charlie. It's taken me over 24 hours to think of this because um, I am a man that is so consumed by hatred for everything, really. Um, <laughs> My kind of guy. Yep. It's been hard to decide, but there has been something that I've wanted to add to your hate list for a long time. Uh, and it's, it's already been mentioned, actually, before. But it's 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 around that subject, so it's not escalators per se. <laughs> it's the idiots on them. Okay. Who the fuck stops at the bottom of an escalator? <laughs> Charlie's absolutely right. That has been on a previous podcast. Um, yeah, it, yeah. But I, 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 you know what I respect about it is even though we've already mentioned it, it he still hates it so much. That yeah, that's, that's the it. thing that he needs I to contribute. He literally ignores the fact that it's already on the list. So I'm putting it on there again. <laughs> I don't care. Double it up. This is bull. And he's right. If you're going to do absolutely, absolutely anything at the bottom of an escalator, it shouldn't be stopping ever. The whole concept of it is to keep you moving forward. So why the fuck would you stop at the bottom? Now, this hatred has bubbled in me for a long time. And uh, <laughs> it's less so now because I don't live in London anymore. But it's chronic in London. And, I mean, maybe there should be trapdoors at the bottom. You know, <laughs> if you're there for more than five seconds, the trapdoor opens. See you later. See you later. Um, you know, I'm not saying <laughs> these people should be harmed. I think maybe they should just be taught a quick lesson, you know? <laughs> That's it. Fuck those people. I love how he just says, see you later. 
yeah. That's the sound. As soon as it opens, it's just Charlie going, see you later. Oh, no. oh that would be great. No, like... No. Just, see, see you later. later. Just utter silence. Ah! See you later. I love the idea from now on, on the podcast, um, that every time we want something to disappear, we have to put it through what, what we should call Charlie's trap door. I mean, it sounds like an entendre, but yes, I'm there. <laughs> I'm sure that anyone listening won't mind. If you've got no. anything that you'd like to put into Charlie's trapdoor, please let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Rename the hate list Charlie's trapdoor. Charlie's trapdoor. <laughs> I came in so fast you could miss it. Everybody asks if I can kick it. Yes, you can. I'm the man with the master plan. Let me make you understand. Dr. Beat, glory, arrest a fan. I don't know. I had to say something, make it go. Make so it I thought of a couple more. First one is JK Rowling. Is it Rowling or Rowling? I've never... I don't know, and I just don't intend to learn. Um, she... Yeah, just because she's a cunt, and I hate her. Uh, <laughs> Strong words there about JK Rowling. Is it, is it Rowling or Rowling? Who was that? Who, who was that? We've had Charlie, we've had Lily. This is Abby. This is Abby. Abby actually okay. sent us um, two different audio clips um and i've because it's at random have chosen the second ones and i haven't listened to either of them so i'm presuming that that's why she said i've got a couple more so i can't wait to hear other ones um yeah but the clip goes on second is uh when americans this is usually in films like big blockbuster films when the acting's really bad it's when americans try and pronounce really british names um so I was watching, I can't remember what I was watching the other day, but um, the characters had to go to London and then they ended up interacting with a butler. And that's something else which is really annoying is um, British stereotypes in American films because they're just always wrong and it's just... Um, yeah, and this butler was called uh, Carter or something, something along those lines. And, um was it Coach Oh, Carter? it just sounds really wrong in their accent, and it just really pisses me off. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I love, right? <laughs> is when you get something like this and you think, like, it's almost like it's transcended the fact that it's on a podcast, and it's just someone who really needs to get something off their chest. Yeah, we've almost reached agony, uncle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like, oh, God, I fucking hate this thing. Um, I can't stand it. Well, thanks, Abby. Um... You ready for another clip? Yeah. Hello, Liam Ryan. Thank you for this fun opportunity. I have for you an embarrassing story. But before I get into it, I just want to say thank you for keeping the podcast going through this uh, difficult time that we're all experiencing. And keeping myself and i'm sure many others smiling and laughing through it all so thank you for that oh luca's a lovely boy um this is a good bit of advice to the rest of the listeners out there if you want to get featured on a podcast just tell them how great they are and you will definitely get picked yeah but but thank you luca let's hope everyone else shares your sentiment although i doubt it so my story, I do kickboxing and I have done for about five years. It's a sport I really enjoy and love. 
and I've only had a few fights, but I've had quite a few interclubs. For those that don't know, an interclub is essentially you take, um, you have a bout with an opponent you don't know. There's no, no winner, no loser. It's just to get ring experience. So this is about my second interclub, I think. Uh, we got there at nine o'clock, weighed in, and then we had quite a lot of time to kill, so we went and got a spoon's breakfast. Oh, well, that's your first mistake right there, isn't it? <laughs> I was literally just about to say, well, that was the first mistake. <laughs> I mean, you're preparing for a fight. What's a hearty you know, fight preparation meal? <laughs> a greasy spoons. I can remember mm. being in Weatherspoons once, and um, I think I wasn't having breakfast because it wasn't breakfast time. Um, but there was a woman with two kids sat on a table opposite me and she'd ordered um, a spaghetti bolognese for the, from the kids' menu. I don't know why that's funny. It's not funny. I don't, I don't know why that's, that's not the funny bit. Um, and uh, she, the, the waiter brought it over and um, she was like, uh, excuse me, mate, the, uh, the bolognese is uh, boiling hot and the spaghetti is freezing cold, so my son's not where to eat this. And the waiter just like really earnestly said, oh, God, that's really funny because they both came out of the same packet in the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, you poor guy, you're just trying to be really earnest with this woman and you've just it, revealed to the whole room that they might have a packet, yeah, which we lovely. all do. Anyway, back to so Luca's story. Your packet spoons, Luca, yeah. Yeah. Came back, and before I knew it, I was in the ring. And it was going really well. I really enjoyed it. It was really well matched. Until about the third round, about 10 seconds out until the end of the bout, when I received quite a heavy body shot. And <clears throat> this, combined with a really dodgy, grotty, wet oily spoons <laughs> breakfast sat in my stomach oh no i shat myself <laughs> um nothing terrible but right at the end massive shot to the body and uh yeah i shat myself um, oh, no. <laughs> uh came to the end of the fight i just chilled it was all right and got out the ring spoke to my opponent yeah it was good fun well done mate good luck with everything and then went sort myself out and that was it <laughs> So I guess the moral of the story is don't have a dodgy spoons before you fight. <laughs> no, good advice. Oh, man. Just imagine that. Being hit so hard in the stomach. That you shit Everything yourself. Everything in it is forced out. <laughs> Fucking hell. Like a steam train to the belly. And then you just... It's almost like one of those toys where you press the belly in and like the, the, the inside foam squishes out the extremity. Bang. Being punched away, so instant. hard that you shit yourself. <laughs> And then the oh. fact that he goes up to the guy, and he's like, good, yeah, "Good fight, just, mate. Yeah, good I've just, fight. I've got shit in my pants. Yeah, uh, it's absolutely even, fine. Doesn't even tell him. Just like, yeah, good fight, man. Yeah, yeah, you take What's care. That smell? Of Don't worry about it. After showers, yeah, good fight. Nice belt. See you later. Like, I love it. That's brilliant. That is fucking brilliant. Oh, oh good on you, Luca. God, well done, Luca. This is from a listener called Ollie. Okay. Hey, what's up? It's Ollie. Um, hope you're both doing well and keeping safe. 
Um, sorry if there's any noise in the background. My housemate is, I think he's like playing Call of Duty or something. And he's and you think he's kind of drunk because he's like shouting and stuff. But <laughs> anyway, um, this is a, a story about something embarrassing that happened to me a few years back. Um, so I do Brazilian jiu-jitsu, which is uh, like a... <laughs> Hang on. Oh, like, no. Hang on. Don't tell me you're going to go to Spoons. <laughs> Two fighting ones back to back at random. What are the fucking chances <laughs> of that? I have a feeling, right? Oh, um, please gonna, don't. I have a feeling. Let's see. Um, grappling art to martial art. Um, like a ground ba- ground based for the, for anyone that doesn't know. Um, so when you're when you're practicing it, you're like right up in each other's in each other's business. Um, so yeah, we, I was drilling this technique, and um, the particular technique that we were doing, you have to invert your body, which, which is kind of it's kind of hard to explain without seeing it. But basically, your kind of shoulders are on the mat and you're kind of folded in half like a I don't know like an accordion or something and then your kind of legs are up in the air um so yeah so anyway so I I was drilling the I was drilling a technique um I was my body was inverted um my legs were up in the air and my (laughs) ass was like basically right next to this this dude's um head that I was Drilling with, drilling with this New Zealand. Wait, he was drilling something. He was drilling someone's head. <laughs> no, I was going to say that. It's unfortunate choice of words. Let him carry on. <laughs> this New Zealand guy. And, um, and, uh, yeah, basically just as I, as I, w- as I was upside down, I basically just like, I just felt this like fart just <laughs> escape. And it was just like, it wasn't loud, but it was just like, <laughs> and it was um, he obviously no, knew because it was right, right next to his oh you are funny I need to hear the noise again. I love how he does the noise wait let me go back let me see if I can find it hang on escape and it was just like it wasn't loud but it was just like <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you mean it just came out his breath, his ass breathing on someone, just taking a gasp from the air, just the poof. Always really warm. Oh, he's in there like a leg lock with some dude's fucking grid right there. Okay, carry on. And it was um, he obviously knew because it was right right next to his right right next to him and he just goes <laughs> he obviously knew of course he fucking did you find in his face <laughs> he, he obviously knew yeah of course he fucking did oh uh, that's not on <laughs> sorry that's what the guy said I'm gonna go back that's what the guy said he's trying to kill me sorry here we this go this guy is trying to kill me sorry here we go Oh. Right, right next to him, and he just goes, "Oh, that's not on." And I was just like, "Oh, fuck! I'm so sorry." <laughs> and uh, yeah, just kind of wanted to die at that point. But, um, anyway, uh, I hope that is that's all right for your for your needs. Uh, I love you both, and uh, oh. take it easy. Oh, I'm crying. I love you too, man. We oh, love you very we much. We love you, Ollie, man. That's... Do not worry about the accidental guff. 
it happens sometimes when you're in extreme positions mm. air has to go somewhere have it you, just comes out what's the worst place that you've accidentally farted oh uh hospital lift full of doctors all oh. in suits with briefcases me looking relatively well kept but not keeping it silent <laughs> It was like a fucking trombone, like, like it was guttural. And of course, you're in a little box as well, aren't you? Yeah. And all it can do is echo around the tiny little edges. <laughs> so it just sort of goes, boom. <laughs> like, it's like a foghorn like reverberating. Like a bullet out of it and in a room. I swear to God, I swear to God, no one moved except for one woman who I, I reckon was at least in her 50s. And she started pissing herself. And I tried not to laugh because cause the minute I laugh, it's obviously me who's done it because I'm finding it funny as well with her. Of course. So you're just sort of in this gas cloud that you've created with all these strangers. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. So sorry. <clears throat> well, my worst one, well, I mean, there's so many, but one of the ones I can really strongly remember was <laughs> I was, uh, I'd only been teaching for about two years and I was in the midst of like f- <laughs> full on bollocking a group who who were rehearsing and I'd gone into the room and they were fucking around and I was like like proper laying into them and I just kind of shuffled I was stood up and I just sort of shuffled and it just went <laughs> and and I would have gotten away with it but it smelled so bad and I could see it hit them and I could see them all kind of blink just a little bit faster and, and then could, one of them went oh <laughs> That's not on. <laughs> Such a placid response. <laughs> Fuck it out. So, this is um, from Abby. Okay. Um, hi guys, congrats on 50 episodes. Thanks. Uh, I've Thanks. got a couple of hateless entries for you. So the first one I'm going to call online shopping image betrayal. <laughs> and that's when you order something online and you're really excited for it to arrive and it looks really nice on the website and yeah, you just think, yeah, that's gonna look that's gonna look good. And then it does arrive. And it looks absolutely nothing like it does on the website and you just feel completely betrayed on so many levels. Um, Yeah, that is number one. Second one is, Mm. I feel like this has actually already been on the hate list before, but I'm going to say it again because it's really annoying. Compelling that. It's happening to me quite a lot. And that is when you're about to do a chore or a task or whatever and... um, You've been, like, psyching yourself up to do it. And then just as you're about to do it, you get told to do the chore you're about to do. So then you know uh, you want to do it. And then you're kind of in, like, a never-ending cycle of not doing it. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, oh, actually, I've got one more, and I'm not oh. going to elaborate on it. But I'm just going to add this in, that I really hate quiche. <laughs> um, I just hate it. I think everything about it is wrong. Never liked it. Yeah. I, nothing more to be said on that, to be honest. <laughs> Fuck quiche. I hate quiche. 
I, I've literally never agreed with anything more in my entire no, life. Of all the things I've ever heard, quiche getting on the hate list is one of them. Like, you look at it, you can you can smell a quiche, mm -hmm. and it smells great. You've got the bacon on there, there's cheese, obviously not for you, because no. black, blah, blah, blah. Sure. But for me, everything, it's got all the ingredients of a nice thing. Mm. And then you take a bite of a slice of quiche, and there's no substance to it. It's like, I don't know, formed liquid meat cheese. It's <laughs> fucking disgusting. I, it's like tofu or some shit. No, in the bin. I'd put, Get out of here. I'd put quiche. And I, I know we definitely disagree on this because we've talked about this fairly recently, actually. I would also mm. put uh, quiche in the same category as a trifle. And, and I think what it comes down to, and I realise this, there's too much but not enough going on at the same time. Yes. Like there's so much going on on a quiche. There's so much going on in a trifle, but at the same time, you can't... It's vacuous. Yeah, it's you, just this empty space that you're filling into your face. Yeah, you can't really like differentiate between the different flavours. Like a quiche tastes like quiche it doesn't taste like all of the sort of accoutrement that's on it <laughs> and a trifle is just like a big bowl of blobby fucking shit and and to <laughs> me they are one in the same thing like my worst meal would be a quiche than a trifle i mean you're I probably okay with you. that as no. we don't live in the 1980s anymore <laughs> and a fondue for the middle let's <laughs> get the angel tonight Oh, Angel Delight can get on the fucking list as well. <laughs> Disgusting. So, <laughs> this is Russ, who we mentioned on a previous podcast, um about not being able to get very good angles when he sent a lady a dick pic. Right. Hello, Russ. Hey, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what Russ has got to say. God only knows. God, strap in. Hello, Babbleman listeners. This is Russell here, the story from episode 45, who, uh, the guy who can't take angles with his... Hang on a minute. Sorry, Russ. Who the fuck do you think you are? Some kind of local celebrity? Wait a minute. Is he... Is he on the cast list for the Babbleman? Is, is there an IMDb that we check. don't know about? Oh, this is Russ <laughs> from episode 45. Come on, mate. You are a guest in our house. You go to IMDb, the only person that's got a screen, <laughs> you know, a screenshot is him. Everyone else is just names, but there's a picture of Russ. <laughs> there's a the guy from of, episode 45. Yeah, who can't take a picture of his own dick. <laughs> so I love how he's saying that as if, like, you may remember me it's from the story and where they were taking the piss out of me for having I'm a tiny dick. <laughs> oh, fuck me. That's, he's off to a bad start there. Oh, you know what? Um, so... Yeah, uh, I'm very good friends with Ryan, and well, obviously I mean, he's asked me to do a little thing for your episode 50, which is amazing. Acquaintances. Uh, Babylon's gone to 50. I mm -hmm. uh, just wanted to say <laughs> a couple of things. Um, obviously, the whole seagull thing, totally know that I'm a listener to the show. One of I, them even... Right, sorry. What is he doing? <laughs> He's in the show. He's a fan of the... Russ, you're not the only person that fucking listens. We talk about seagulls every week, mate. 
Give him a chance. I'm sick, I can't. I'm sick of him. He's your friend. He's not Tried even my to friend. Get the toy that was in my car the other day by <laughs> pecking is. the windscreen. So they know. They know. They're evil little sods, and they know what what uh, what is said about them on this show. I've been saying it this the whole time. Show. And also for the thing that that people do uh, that annoys you. So, like for example, when Ryan said it, obviously in the shower. Uh, shakes his hand to get the shampoo off. Like yeah, every time, every time I see a magpie, I have to salute and touch black. Like otherwise, obviously, I'm going to get bad luck. I know it's not a thing, and I know it's so annoying, <laughs> but it's something I have to do every single time I see one. Uh, yeah. So, what are your thoughts on that? And um, yeah, here's to another fifty of babblement. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean. I mean- when, when the, the casting does go out, Russell, we'll send you an application form for episode 67. We need a um, man with story about us. Well, what? I mean, Sign I'm going to be having words, mate. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck he thinks he is. He's trying to he's trying to encroach on our decrees. But what I will do, because I do love him really, is I will um, share an audio clip that I recorded the other day. And oh. I want you, Lee, and listeners at home to try and guess what this sound is. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Any ideas what that sound is, Lee? Well, it sounds like someone Mm. moving like a wooden table on like a hard floor or something. I was sat in my car. Right. And two seagulls landed on the (laughs) roof of the car. You're fucking joking me. And just started tapping. (laughs) (laughs) Just started tapping the top of the car and I couldn't see them. And I was sat in the car because I've been turning it over every day because I'm not driving and whatever for the battery. And they, I literally heard this. And I froze. I was like, fuck. What do I do? <laughs> you froze. I literally I froze. In power. I had my window down because it was about 400 degrees in there. I did the window up. In case they led over. Can you imagine just like upside down head coming in? <laughs> And then I heard that they both flew off the cars. I thank fuck for that. And I looked over and they were just, they'd landed on the car opposite and they were just staring at me. (laughs) Now, if any of our listeners know Morse code, Mm. can you look into the taps and see if it means anything? Yeah, listen Could you imagine they left you a story? Oh my god. Okay, listeners who Ryan, know Morse code. Know. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine? Listeners, listen back to that little bit of audio and uh, do get in contact if there is a Morse code in there. <laughs> Unless it's really scary, then just don't tell me. Um, so this is, um, we've actually got two different, two separate stories from the same person. Um, and I'm going to keep him anonymous. 
because of he asked basically he asked me to, for, for him to be anonymous um, right, and we'll play enough. both of them but which one would you like first story one or story two is, is, is that all I'm getting as a choice um, yes uh, okay we'll go for story one okay story one here we go so let's call him James okay what you got james okay man so it was um i was like sleeping with this girl it was great start what was it a year after i'd finished uni um but she was still out of uni and i think it was on the end of like a three-day bender so like Going having well so having some stomach some stomach troubles, and whilst oh, we were no, sort of romantically Wait, engaged, stop. right? Listen back to this audio clip and tell me what you hear in the background. Ready? Okay. Three day bender. So, like having having some stomach some stomach troubles, and whilst we were sort of re- seagulls. Oh my god! Seagulls infiltrating the story. Hey, there is a fucking everywhere. You are, anonymous, take cover. Be safe out there, guys. Mentally engaged, I realised that I was, <clears throat> I was minutes, seconds away from. Oh hey, hey, just well, so shit. Rewind a bit. Okay. I think I was listening too hard to the seagull. Is he <laughs> mid? Is he mid coitus? No, 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 has... no, 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 no. Should we go back? Because that was my. Yeah, let's fault. go back. Let's, let's go, go back. back. We'll give it the the attention that it's due. It feels like quite a complex one. So let's listen. Okay, man. So it was. Um, I was like <laughs> sleeping with this girl. It was. What was it? A year after I'd finished uni. Sleeping with a girl um, after uni, check. But she was still at uni. She was still at uni, check. And I think it was on the end of like a three-day bender. So, like having having some stomach some stomach troubles. And whilst we were sort of romantically engaged, I realised that I was <clears throat> I was minutes seconds away from. <laughs> just shitting <laughs> so I had to I had to get to the toilet so I told I told her that I, I needed to go for a wee great um, which already was weird and that wasn't even the truth <laughs> uh, so I put my boxes on sprint across the small hall the so, so landing stop 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 so, so yes he is mid yeah you were right very much naked and in need of shit yeah. right now. So he so, says, he's like, sorry, I've got to go for a wee. Out. Yeah. yeah, halfway through, just need a piss. Yeah. Not, I'm going to shit myself, love. Sorry, I'm going to... <laughs> no, <laughs> anyway, I think yeah, that's carry fair. On, carry I think on. that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Uh, shut the door, locked the door, started to pull my boxes down in a panic as quickly as I could, but just began uh, a little too soon. So... Uh... And yeah, after three day bender, you can imagine this sort of mess. Yeah, oh. uh, I drank a lot of Guinness. Oh. To really put that image in your head. And um, licorice. So the sort of 
the distribution of it was, you know, about about a good sixty percent. I, I got in the toilet. Sixty <laughs> percent. Oh, no! That's not the correct ratio. <laughs> That's nearly half of it not in the toilet. <laughs> oh no! Where did it go? But the rest was sort of in the boxes <laughs> and uh, and on the floor. Oh. So I was like, right, this is this is not good. No, <laughs> uh, Agreed. I, had to, I had to try and sort of think quickly because the very worst thing I wanted her to think was that I'd just gone for a shit. And that had happened, but it had happened a lot worse than just a, a normal <laughs> Not person. Not the way doing I that. planned. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, right, I get myself cleaned up first. So I uh, clean clean myself up. <clears throat> then I get up and turn around to have a look at the damage. Um, <laughs> and you know, there's a there's a fair amount in my pants. Um, and I use the toilet roll to clean up what was on the floor. Okay, so the toilet is clean, the floor is clean, and I had uh, just the shit covered box of shorts that I needed to get rid of. That was the situation. But what I hadn't realised is when I got up and turned around, because it was just a small little student toilet, yeah, you know, tiny toilet, tiny sink, tiny room. Um, I'd had a bit of shit on my ass, cheek. <laughs> so, uh, from the pants fiasco, and had actually smeared shit <gasps> along the wall. Oh my right. god! Uh, so I was like, right, oh, fucking hell, I need to clean. Need to clean the wall now. This is this has probably been at least five minutes, probably more by now. Um, so I go and clean the wall. But I realised I've used all the toilet roll on my ass and on the floor there's no more toilet roll left and there's no more toilet roll in this tiny room oh no uh, so the only thing that's in there that I could possibly use clean wool with is their lime green hand towel oh so, no why was it lime green <laughs> out of all the colours it could have been why was it lime green clearly the 60s good god <clears throat> I uh I use that. I get that, oh. you know, get that uh, covered in water, and uh, I use that to clean the shit off the wall. Now it's oh it's come off all right, but there's it's not come completely off. There is still a clear <laughs> stain, brown smear that would not come out. Which is the best I, I could do. So now, <laughs> at least I'm clean. The toilet's clean. The floor is clean. The wall is clean. But I'm in there naked with. The shit-covered pants and the shit-covered green hand towel. Both items I need to dispose of. So I'm just thinking irrationally at this point. I'm like, right, I need to just open the door, run downstairs, and get rid of these, get rid of these items. And so that's what I do. I just hope that her housemates don't come out or are oh still up. God. It was like one in the morning. Any of them could have come out at any time of their rooms. Bolted downstairs, completely naked, into the garden. And I, I hurl the pants and the towel, covered in shit, over the back fence of the garden. Uh, and I run back upstairs. Now, it's, it's been at least ten minutes by this point. 
and I'm sort of working out how to explain myself and uh, get in there, get in the room and she's gone to sleep. She's fallen asleep. So she probably had no track of time how long I was gone. I think, think I might have got away with it. So get into the bed and go to sleep. Next morning, you know, whenever you do something bad, like beer fear, it's the first thing you think of (laughs) when you wake up. Um, This obviously immediately happens to me. The whole thing sort of plays and fast forward in my head. Now, I had a bag of clothes there because I was staying there for a few days. So I just made something up. Um, Straight away, it was like, uh, I think I told you I had to go and meet Josh or something. Um, Just, I just knew that I had to get get to these items uh, because oh, okay. what, I, what, the, what I hadn't thought through at the time uh, was at the back of their house backed onto the road like a oh. residential road and <laughs> area suburban road <laughs> so I put on some clothes I said goodbye I've gone out of the house I've then sprinted round the back uh, of the house onto the, onto the main bit of the road there and there in the middle of the road Shit-covered pants, shit-covered towel. So, in a, in a panic, again, not thinking rationally at all, still a little bit drunk and hungover uh, for the night before, I just take the two items, uh, I take them to a neighbouring woodland, and I buried the, the items <laughs> in the cold earth. Oh, my God! And that is the story of the pig. Why did he just put him in a bin? Oh my, that's what I thought initially. Just go downstairs, put it in a bag, put it in a bin. Job done. Bury it. He went into the the woods. He dug a hole with his hands. (laughs) And, I mean, he sent us a second story, so I can't wait to get to that later on. So this is from a wonderful listener called Claire. Hey, Claire. Hey, Claire. First of all, thank you for asking me to do this. It's um, really been a much-needed tonic amongst all of the bollocks that's going on at the minute. Um, And it's been making me (laughs) laugh because recording my voice like this is reminding me of those awful Channel 5 Weepy Day movies when it begins with Ryan... If you are listening to this, then I have passed away. <laughs> but <clears throat> however odd it feels talking into my phone like this, I shall do my best. For what it's worth, I'm going to waffle on about the following things. Regrettable events, things I used to think, and potpourri, or potpourri, <laughs> as Angela Rippon used to pronounce it when she presented Master Team. <laughs> much to my man's disgust. When I was a lot younger, I suffered from psoriasis, which can be a pretty unattractive condition, but I was fortunate enough that it was just on my scalp, kind of hidden. I didn't have it bad, but it was bad enough that in the morning, after staying over at a bloke's house after a one-night stand, I woke to see him looking all confused at the pillow I was lying on. Oh, and then no. looking up at the ceiling. And then looking back down at my pillow again. 
And then he turned to me and said, I think some of the Artex is coming off the ceiling. Oh, my God. You'd think that that was the regrettable bit, but no. Because this was the bloke who eight hours earlier had genuinely said, go, go, gadget dick. (laughs) (laughs) No, I... Fucking right, God. On. Any context? At what point did he say this? Was it during a conversation beforehand? Or was it. I have a feeling on based on how. On cl- entry. <laughs> it has to be. Go, go, gadget dick. There's the thrust word. Dick. And I think it gives us another thread. Um, listeners, if you're listening to this, get in contact. What's the worst thing that someone has said during, before, or after coitus? We really, really want to know. The top five most stressful life events are considered to be the death of a loved one, divorce, moving house, major illness and the loss of a job. Those are all anxiety inducing events which most people are familiar with. But there is one anxiety inducing situation which is all too often overlooked. You will rarely find this situation in any top five list of life event stresses, but make no mistake, it is very much there and very capable of bringing you out in cold sweats, giving you clammy hands and heart palpitations. I'm talking about how it feels when you inadvertently bump into the hairdresser you no longer go to. (laughs) So here's the thing about me. To survey takers dressed in tabards, I can easily say no thank you. Declining copies of the Watchtower doesn't make me feel bad. It's no problem for me to hand back the Betterware catalogue without having ordered anything. But hairdressers, they cut my hair and like Samson, my strength abandons me. <laughs> I remember it vividly. It was a Sunday the year was 2014. I was in Morrison's. Scar. I'd finished my shopping and I was placing everything on the conveyor belt. I turned and there she was. Jordana. <laughs> I'd only gone in for a trim. That's what I'd asked for, a trim. But I came out with an asymmetrical bob. I said I'd telephone to rebook, but I never did. I never went back, you see. I never saw her again until now she was standing right next to me, smiling. And I hadn't planned for this. I was thinking, what the fuck do I say? I needed an excuse for not calling her back, but nothing too sort of overworked. It had to be natural, off the cuff, believable. So I ended up saying, hello, Jordana. I'm so sorry I never called you back to make another appointment. The thing is, I don't have a car. (laughs) Which was ridiculous, because I was holding my car keys. The excuse was neither natural nor believable, but I was committed, and my mouth had no problem continuing. So I rattled on and on and on, and I said, I don't have a car, and it's just not convenient for me to get to you. Otherwise, I would have called to rebook, but I didn't, and that's why. Jordana was calm, unfazed, a pro. She held my gaze and the force of my smile was starting to twitch under the strain. 
She looked at the shopping in my trolley. She looked at all of my shopping on the conveyor belt. And in light of the fact that I had just told her I had no car, she offered me a lift home. And in that moment, I was faced with two choices. One, I come clean. Tell her that I did in fact have a car, that the real reason I never rebooked was because I didn't like how she cut my hair. Or two, I continue the ridiculous facade and accept the lift. And leave the car there. So me and my shopping were driven home by the lady who gave me the asymmetrical bob, even though I never asked for it, the hairstyle or the lift. And regrettably, when she dropped me home, I had to then get a cab back to the supermarket to pick up my car, because I'm a twat. This is from Nancy. Okay, let's do this. I, I feel there's a fair bit of scatological humour on the, on the pod and storytelling. That might be my interpretation, but um, to be in keeping with that, I've got an embarrassing story which uh, kind of comes in the form of a game uh, where, where you describe... I didn't come up with it, but you described your worst pants shitting story in three words or short phrases. <laughs> and what I've found is literally everyone has one or at least like a close call. Um, so for me, <laughs> you might have to make me anonymous. It too would late. be very public beach, far too old and floats... <laughs> Um, what? So I'm wondering <laughs> if you guys have your own. <laughs> um, what, okay. pants shitting stuff? Yes. To be honest with you, even though I'm a big shitter and I have a lot of close calls, um, I think that the worst situation I've ever been in, uh, well, there's two I can think of. One, I was actually with you. It was one of the rare occasions when um, your firstborn was still was kind of young and we'd gone out on a night out um with a bunch of you know yourself myself and some of our friends and we were standing in the queue to get in a club and i had um i i as you know lee i go from naught to 100 in less than two seconds and um i we were stood in the queue and i was and i said to one of our friends I've, I'm going to shit myself. I've got to go and have a shit. And I don't know if you remember, Lee, but opposite where the club that we used to go to was a subway um, yes. sandwich place, not an, a, a train station. And I went into the subway and I ran like full speed <laughs> into the subway. And I kind of went in and I was like, fuck, I know I can't use the toilet unless I buy something. <laughs> so there's a queue so i'm like squiggling around getting all sweaty down my back because i'm like fuck i'm gonna shit myself and um i got up to the counter and for some reason i ordered a foot long because i couldn't think of what else to order so I was like <laughs> uh foot long uh bmt and he's like okay so i wait to, you want cheese and toasted no cheese no toasted just give me do you want any salad no i don't want any fucking salad do you want to make it a meal deal like no just give me a fucking sandwich so he gave me the sandwich and i looked on the receipt and i was like oh uh, do you mind if i use the toilet and he was like oh sorry the toilet's out of order so there's me still seconds away from shitting myself holding an entire sub a foot long subway so i'm like fuck so i go into the pub next door 
And I realised that it's going to be weird if I just walk in and go to the toilet. So I pretend that I'm on my phone with a subway in my hand and uh, I'm sort of looking around the bar and I go up to the barmaid and I say, oh, excuse me, um, I'm meeting someone in here uh, in a second. Do you mind if I just use the toilet? She's like, no, no, that's fine. Go into the toilet. The, obviously the entire world falls out my arse. I hang the subway on the hook on the back of the door and obviously like oh god so i go out and as i'm as i'm about to leave the girl goes didn't you come in with a subway <laughs> and i was like oh god i've just left it in the toilet and i was in there for about five minutes so there's a barmaid in portsmouth somewhere that thinks there's a weird guy who's got a fetish of coming into a toilet eating an entire foot-long subway and then leaving <laughs> So this is the second uh, instalment from the man that we should call James. Let's see what James uh, has to say. Okay, I've, I've got the hobnobs out, so I'm ready to enjoy. I'm jealous of your hobnobs, man. You're the hobnobbler. Here we go. Okay, so this is certainly one of the most embarrassing things that's happened to me. It was during my first year of university, and... Um, I had been I'd been seeing this girl for a few months and we were, we were essentially like an item. Uh, but anyway, things were sort of not going so well. Uh, <laughs> and so she, it was a Saturday night and she had gone out into town with some friends and I was a bit annoyed about whatever had happened. Um, so I was back at the halls and I got pretty drunk I think and then well I got so drunk that I thought it was a good idea to probably like midnight walk in from the halls from the campus uh, to town to try and like find her and sort out like smooth it out whatever had gone on anyway never a good idea the bottom of the road where the university was on and I uh, sharted essentially (laughs) A, another poo story. B, his second poo story. How many times did one person shit themselves? I wonder if there was a lime (laughs) green towel this time. Oh, let's see. All the drinking. Uh, So I was like, oh, that's not good. That doesn't feel good. I'm going to have to probably turn around and go back and sort that out. And as this was happening, she happens to come round the corner and, and she was like what are you doing and obviously i'm like just sort of going oh mate i don't even know i would have made something up as to why i was there on my own obviously couldn't have been like i was coming to find you and i've sharted <laughs> so she was like all right let's go go back to her room <laughs> uh, oh my god halls. anyway what then transpired long story short was um she sort of ended it like broke things up but broke us up and was like this i'm not gonna carry on so yeah she essentially broke up with me in her room and i was sort of sat there just having to agree all the while knowing that my pants were somewhat filled with poo <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> 
Yeah, <coughs> that's that's got to be up there. <laughs> Fucking hell. So this is from a listener called Ellie. Okay. An embarrassing moment of mine was when I was lost in Italy and had to cross a really busy road full of traffic to get to a bus station. I saw these two nuns both sprint across the busy road, laughing and holding hands, which, you know, is completely fine and just not something you see every day. So I turned to my mate and (laughs) said in a stupid voice, Ooh, naughty nuns. nuns. Not realising that the rest of the convent were queuing up behind me, along with their priest dressed in his full robes, glaring at me. I really wanted the ground to swallow me up. (laughs) A nice wholesome one there. Naughty nuns. Naughty nuns. There wasn't seven of them, though. No, and they weren't all facing away from you, staring into a bloody graveyard. (laughs) So count yourself lucky. So this is from a listener called Jimmy. Jimmy. Hi, my name's Jimmy and I am talking to you from the living room in my flat in Postle Park, uh, Glasgow. I moved to Glasgow about just under two years ago now. And uh, in the first year I moved three times. So I lived in four places in the last place. I've managed to stay here for a little while longer, but this is the story of the day I moved into this flat. Um, so actually begins the day before I moved into this flat, I met up with my then-to-be flatmate, Jamie. Yes, Jimmy and Jamie living in a flat. Um, <laughs> he was working on the day that I was going to move in, and so agreed to meet me at a pub around the corner to give me the keys um, so I could make my own way there the next day. That all went swimmingly, met him at the pub, got the keys, in the pocket, done. Wonderful. The next day, I get in the cab with all my gear. Didn't really have much stuff at this point, and having moved up from London not that long before that, so I had enough to just, in one cab journey, get me to this new place. So I arrive, play the cab, and he walks off. Well, he doesn't walk off, he drives off, because he's in the cab. <laughs> and yeah, the I walk off, um, I was at my front door, get my brand new keys out, pop them in the lock and they don't work and um, obviously you, you kind of assume that you've got the wrong key you try the other one you try the third one and then you try the first one again the second one the third and after like three passes you're like okay I'm not that dumb I know how to use a key and these aren't the right keys <laughs> it's kind of like that moment where your asshole drops isn't it you're like oh it's my like, god oh, what's happened what has happened uh, the reason for those second and third passes is Sheer denial. Yeah, of course. Like, no, no, this is not happening. I've just done something wrong. I will continue the process until it works. <laughs> well, it's like that thing it... is if you go to do something, like for example, yesterday, and you know this already, Lee, because we were meant to record, but I was trapped in my flat because the door between my hallway <laughs> and my kind of entrance bit 
had fused shut and it's like you press it down once i knew that the lock had dropped i knew that's what happened but i still spent five minutes (laughs) trying to jimmy it in the hope that it would actually happen but of course it didn't but anyway back to jimmy's story obviously not ideal um I forgot to mention that Jamie works uh, out of town, so he's about a 40-minute drive, and he doesn't drive, so he gets a lift to work there and back every day oh, for a friend of his, Eddie. Um, get in contact with Jamie. He can't obviously bring the keys back because he's at work. He's not due to come back. This is probably about midday at this point. I've been there for like an hour, and uh, Jamie isn't due back until like 5 p.m. at the earliest. I've got all my stuff outdoors. Um, it's beginning to rain. I've got my car. It's Scotland, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty pissed off at this point. Um, trying to be quite polite to Jamie, but bless him, I was probably pretty curt with him because I thought <laughs> it was his fault. Um, anyway, I talked to Jamie. I talked to that that he's confused because he's given me the keys that the guy who had my room had previously, so he doesn't see why they wouldn't work. Um, I contact the guy who had the right room previously send him a photo and he tells me that they aren't the keys that he gave Jamie. So at this point I'm thinking, well, Jamie's an idiot. He's given me just some <laughs> random pair of keys that don't do anything. So the only solution was to arrange for him, to ask his friend to drive all the way to Jamie's work on his day off and then drive the keys back to me. Um, for a fee, may I add. I mean, he made himself get paid. And fair enough. I wouldn't want him to do that on my day off. Oh, well, yeah. Either, so, yeah. See, Jimmy says fair enough there, but I don't think he still actually means that. He's like, well, I mean, fair <laughs> He's enough. He's actually a bit pissed off. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I had to fork out money for his. Go that for free, you fucking Anyway, by this point, it's probably about two, three o'clock. Fortunately, I managed to avoid the rain because um, one of the neighbours downstairs saw that I was locked out and um, very kindly let me in. Uh, and let me charge my phone as well because my phone was dying through this. Ah, what a nice neighbour. Beautiful, so beautiful. You love finally to get the keys. Offered him some heroin as well. Delivered <laughs> from, uh, from Eddie, who's <laughs> a character in himself. Um, I won't go into that. That's another story, but uh, he... Okay, Jimmy, if you're listening, we want to hear about Eddie. Yeah, why is Eddie a character? You we can't wanna... lead up to something like <laughs> yeah. that and then just dive away from it. The listeners want to know who Eddie is, as Fucking we do. Hell. So we have to get back in contact, Jimmy, and tell us all about Eddie. Definitely. He, he drops off the keys. I get to the flat. Everything's great. The end. Not the end. I obviously wanted to know what had happened. So when Jamie did come home from work that evening... I was like, I showed him the keys and I was like, man, you know, what the hell is going on? And he was like, those aren't the keys I gave you. And I was like, what do you mean? Of course they're the keys I gave you. He's like, no, they're not. And I was, and suddenly it hit me like a big ton of shit bricks that (laughs) I had been given another set of keys, all unmarked, a bunch of three silver unmarked keys I'd put in the same pocket and completely forgotten about that week. And I just uh, happened to pull out the wrong pair when I arrived at my new flat. So I look like a complete moron. Well, I am a complete moron. And uh, that's the end. (laughs) (laughs) That's the end. Thanks, Jim. Well, I mean... Um, Having the keys in your pocket the whole time. Again, that realisation. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was me. Oh, it was me. (laughs) 
So this is from a listener called Mel. Okay, let me tell you my favourite story. <laughs> so it's about 2014-15. Um, it was a we used to like to go out raving, getting pretty fucked up, coming out. In, you know, early in the morning, me and my friend. Okay. Um, and we, <laughs> we planned this big night out in Coco in Camden. And our friend Rosie was going to come join us. And she's not a, like, a raver. Like, she's a kind of go out for cocktails um, or kind of have a kind of people around her house kind of vibe. She She describes London yeah. as edgy. Um, so anyway, she decides to... <laughs> she describes <laughs> London and, as edgy. Um, so we're all getting ready to go out and Rosie's wearing little dolly flats and um, and um, tights and a dress. Um, the rest of us kind of wear trainers kind of vibe for a night out. But anyway, that's her thing. Of doesn't course. matter. So I can't remember what we were seeing. Something along the lines of Chase and Statham. It was uh, Chase and Statham. Jason <laughs> Statham. <laughs> They went to Coco. Jason, Jason Statham. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine him in a GAY bar as well. Oh, Jason Statham. Oh, oh, <laughs> fucking mad. Fantastic. Jason Statham. Oh, it was that time when it was Jason like dubstep Stavis, vibes. Yeah. And so we're on this night out. Um, we're pretty getting pretty fucked up. And there was a kind of like a mosh pit that happened on the floor and Rosie and our friend Nat were in it the rest of us were kind of dispersed around the nightclub and they're in this mosh pit thing and then Nat gets a little bit like um like I need to get out a little bit claustrophobic so um she starts walking out of the mosh pit and just grabs Rosie's hand and as they're walking out um Rosie's shoe comes sticks to the floor and her tights come out of it and because Nat's pulling her by the time she kind of realized they were already out of the mosh pit and her shoe was long gone so she's standing there with <laughs> um one dolly shoe and a tight and just tights and they're like oh my god what they're gonna do they can't go back and they're just like and Rose is like I don't want to ruin this night for everyone I don't want to go home but I'm in a club in a tights without a shoe and she's just like oh it's just the worst thing ever um and so um, she's thinking, I'm not going to let this ruin her night. And we're in um, the smoking area and we just get this text from her, all of us at the same time in a WhatsApp group. And it, and it was from Rosie and it just says, I don't know what to do. I've only got one shoe. <laughs> and then we're just like, what the fuck does that mean? Then it's like really pissed, cryptic. <laughs> like, why is, your, why is she said it's a weird kind of haiku? <laughs> she, I'm sitting like around the smoking area, around the door, and she just comes up to the door of the smoking area, and I just remember turning my eye to her and glancing all the way down, and she's just not got a shoe on her foot. And we're just dying with laughter, but also like, oh, we don't want this to ruin our night. And Rosie's just determined not. So I'm, stand, I'm walking with Rosie and we're walking through the club and she sees a hat um, on the floor. And she's like, this is this is great. Oh, no, actually, that's a lie. The hat was on a man's head. She took the hat off this man's head and tried to fashion a flip flop out of the hat. This man now, that is great pissed logic, isn't it? I'm going to take this hat, which has been specifically designed to go on someone's head, and I'm going to be able to fashion a shoe out of it. Like that. I love pissed logic. Like a snow sandal. I wasn't having any of it. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. he took the hat back. And then we're just like, you know what? This is it. 
we're we don't know what to do. She's got <laughs> a left crossroads. foot with a dolly shoe the t- and a right mean... foot with tights. Um, what are we going to do? And then just out of the corner of her eye, she sees this very large Etni trainer. Just one. <laughs> just one single Etni trainer. She runs over and grabs to it. Now, it is also a left foot, foot and it is a size 13 to a other size 6 foot. But she's just like, this is a dream come true. So she gets the Etni shoe and she puts it on her foot. So she's got a little dolly shoe and this giant Etni trainer. She ties it up so tight so it stays on her foot. She's like, this is it. This is perfect. So we all carry on dancing. And then our other friend joins. And it's just Rosie there dancing with one dolly shoe and one Etni trainer that she's just flomping from side to side. In <laughs> and to this day, I wonder, was there a guy in that nightclub with one Etni trainer and one dolly shoe. <laughs> it's something to always consider. And to this day, she kept the Etni trainer, and it did live on our friend's boat for a while. And that is my favourite ever story. Of the shoe that carried on shoeing I mean, well after is, it was lost. I, I bet when she saw that Etni shoe out of the corner of her eye, it, it could have been a pot of gold. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah. yes, night soul, someone else's shoe. At no other time would you go, yes, someone else's shoe. No, of course not. <laughs> That's why I don't go bowling. I can't wear other people's shoes, man. It's just, it's just terrifying. <gasps> there we are. The end. There we go. Of a cacophony. Mm. of such wonderful words mainly containing stories of shit i don't think we talk about shit that much i mean we talk but, shit but i don't yeah. think we talk about actual poo that much yet. maybe it's just by definition like because of the talking of shit it's mm. just it's feeling into the, the listeners ears yeah Therefore, and i guess it, i guess if you're th- most of us if we were thinking about the most embarrassing thing that ever happened to us it would probably centre around some kind of bathroom-related accident. So it kind of makes yeah. sense. There's logic in there. Um, but, yeah, I guess we don't... We want to say a massive thank you to uh, everyone who submitted a story. Oh, incredible work across the board, everybody. Um, yeah, really fantastic work. And it, if you're listening and you didn't get to hear your story, it's I promise you it's not because um, it wasn't very good. It's just we had a bit too many. Um, Time limitations. Yeah, we don't. As I, as I said at the top, we don't want. We're not Joe Rogan. Um, but <laughs> do continue to send us things because hearing your voices are you know it's been a fucking delight. So thank yeah, you so much. Yeah, we won't do more bits like this in the future. No. Um, but I do have a couple more stories that were sent in to us by listeners, uh, but they were um, they they asked if I could read them rather or we could read them rather than them recording them. Okay. So, yeah. Is that is is that okay? Yeah. Yeah. Well, go on. You've had the uh, the drama experience, so this is your bad <laughs> drama Carry experience. On. Yeah. Okay. So this is from a listener called Lucy, and Lucy says. Peeling clementines or mandarins. Either you really have to grab onto whatever peel you can and you have to peel it off a cubic centimetre at a time 
or it is incredibly easy to peel, but there's an incredible amount of fiber that you have to be very precise about retrieving before you eat your specific segment, as you could risk having extra fibrous gunk in your mouth with no taste and a horrid texture. Uh, I mean, yeah, orange, orange fiber is disgusting, if that's what we're calling it. That gloopy white shit. Absolutely not. And she says, but in the grand scheme of things, I am very grateful for clementines. They are a delicious fruit. <laughs> what I love about that message from, uh, from Lucy is there was no punctuation at all. It was, it was just getting it out. Was just, I'm getting it out. I'm putting it out there. And, it's happening and now. It's, it, that's what's going clementine on. Clementine gunk. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> the, the last uh, listener story I have, uh, and one of the reasons I wanted to kind of save it till last is because it proves that that we have some listeners who who are dedicated fans of the show um, and i would go as far to say that this listener jack is is a, a super fan of the show so i'm delighted to read out his story wonderful <clears throat> do it jack says this okay so i know how much you guys love warwick davis Oh, yeah. So I thought I'd send over a tasty anecdote that I remembered. I haven't told anyone this because my ex-partner was really embarrassed about this and begged me not to tell anyone. But she broke my heart, so fuck her. Oh, my God. I love it already. Her and I went to see three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. A fantastic film starring Francis McDormand, Sam Rockwell, Woody Harrelson and Peter Dinklage, the dwarf actor from Game of Thrones in Bruges, etc. After the film finished, we were talking about how much we loved it and the great acting in it exchanging compliments about the performances. Francis McDormand was outstanding. The best I've ever seen, Woody Harrelson, etc, etc. She then said, yeah, and Warwick Davis was really fucking good, wasn't he? And there was a pause. Ah. And I said, Warwick Davis? Yeah, but Warwick Davis wasn't in the fucking movie. Yes, he was. He was the little guy with the beard. To which I responded, that was Peter Dinklage, you idiot. And she was rightly embarrassed and begged me not to tell anyone. So I thought I'd disobey her wishes and announce it on a podcast. Cheers. (laughs) (laughs) All look alike, don't they? (laughs) That's essentially, that is essentially (laughs) what she is saying. Absolutely no definition in any details. Also, Peter Dinklage is like royalty compared to Warwick fucking Davis. Hundred percent. He is a brilliant actor, isn't he? He's wonderful. He's great. Warwick Davis, however, is a little prick. (laughs) And that's the end of (laughs) Of episode episode. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. We'd like to thank each and every one of you for listening and sending in your beautiful ditties. And until next time, goodbye. Thanks, everyone. Bye.